Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Jarman Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Her name is Brittany Ray. She's a 32-year-old artist and writer. She likes badass moms and long naps. She's on Twitter at Britannia, where she can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about her cat. And her name is Casey Wall. She is a 25-year-old writer from Rhode Island. She likes sapphic ships and collecting plants. You can follow her on Twitter at CaseyWatchesTV or at LF Candle Co., where she makes pop culture-inspired candles. Welcome to the third installment of our Season 3 Spoilers sections. This is a series in four parts. If you've listened to all of our podcasts in their entirety, you're not missing anything by skipping this series. These are all things that you've heard before. You can re-listen for the fun of it if you want, though. I'm not the boss of you. The purpose of this series is for those people who may not be caught up who've been skipping the spoiler sections. We've compiled them here for your convenience so you don't have to go searching for them. You're welcome. Please be warned that from here on out, the whole series is fair game. So let's get started. This is the spoiler section for episode 312, Par Avion, featuring Kim. Spoilers! So, my first thing that I want to talk about spoilers is that actually our knockout counter is actually at zero because Mikhail gets knocked out and not actually and not killed. I was literally gonna say something and I was like, wait, it's a spoiler. Yep. So yeah. I'm gonna keep track of that that it's actually at zero and only the spoilers people will know what the counter what the trackers actually. Apparently, you can spurt blood from your ears and yeah, exactly. Keep on living. You will live through it and like seemingly have no cognitive like repercussions. Well, later, like in season in the three, season three finale, he full on gets like shot with like a uh, what's that called? Like a gun that like kills whales. What is harpoon? that? What is harpoon. Oh, the harpoon, and he still is able to get away and like blow up Charlie. I kind of love buddy. villains that won't die. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like I also I love his character. Like he's yeah. just great. I love it. <laughs> he's the cigarette smoking man. Truly, mm-hmm. he also just like plays it so well. He's like the kind of villain where like I'm just very he's like charismatic in a very interesting way it's like I just, I'm enthralled by you mm-hmm. right exactly another really interesting spoiler is that this is actually the last Claire centric episode of the entire series there are only three what really this yeah. early yeah there there's one in season one one in season two and one in season three why wow they just like she gets less and less uh important they kind of well let's be they kind of did Claire pretty dirty as the series went on yeah they did it's true well she there's only 14 episodes in season four so they straight up just didn't have time to give her in one in season fair, four fair. It was just like, she's, okay. and then she's not in season five yeah wait at all oh yeah because she walks off into the jungle or yeah she's straight up not in season five unless she's like at the very beginning or something i wonder if this is when she was like starting to film once or something and like it became a contractual thing who knows i don't think so i think once happened like significantly after lost ended yep mm, i don't know yeah i have no idea listen what is time you guys i don't know and then in season six the closest thing we get is a kate centric episode called what kate does in which like she hangs out with claire in the flash sideways so that's kind of the closest thing we get to a claire centric episode after this and those writers didn't know what to do with claire yeah i mean they didn't and- know what to do with a lot of the women only yeah. two out of three of them actually show her life before the crash. The first one and the last one. Because the second one showed what happened to her on the island when Ethan took her. Oh, that's right. So we really only get two episodes of figuring out, like, what is up with Claire before the crash. Well, wow, they really yeah. did not care about Claire, did they? I mean, I try to cut them some slack. 
because like there is a huge cast and they do do a pretty yeah. good job of rounding everything out but like mm, it sucks that the things that like they do drop the bond are ones where i'm like guys you're kind of showing your whole ass here yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so spoilers um i've got a couple about the jungle first like the jungle storyline first i love this sort of like parallel between Rousseau here, Rousseau and Alex and Ben here, and then um, the flash sideways. I was yeah. really thinking about With, that earlier. Um, the three of them. I, I just love that part. It's like when they decided, oh, maybe Ben is more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with some dimension yeah okay next thing um he says that none of them are on the list every single person there except for Rousseau I think actually Rousseau might even be on the list all of those people are on they're the list they're all on the list they're all on the list what list is he talking about yeah I don't know and I want to know I and have she, to and- assume Ben has the one who has wrote this quote-unquote list right how did Ben decide who was on the list why did he decide who was on the list what was his motivation who was he trying to manipulate at this point <laughs> like right and like Kate hasn't even been like crossed off yet because she was crossed off because she'd become a mother or whatever. Oh right? my god! And that's why she had been crossed off, which I have my own issues with. But at least Jacob then like later. I don't. Oh, you feel negatively about it? At least later, Jacob's like, uh, yeah, that's just literally just a line. So if you want the job, you can have it. I just, I just crossed it off. It's fine, right? So at least it's not like a hard and fast rule. I love that. It's like one of my all-time favorite scenes of the whole series yeah i like cry every time i'm like mm-hmm. thank god finally someone realizes like you can be a parent and it's okay i wonder if this isn't necessarily like jacob's list like it's definitely implied to be jacob's list but like goodwin had to have a list and then the people the good people were were taken and the bad people were left you know uh with the tailies and everything and yeah. ethan didn't have time to make a list or whatever at the beginning of season three ben was like go off get me lists in three days right so i'm like who's list are we looking at it's implied to be jacobs but like we know jacobs list and they're all on it here's where i don't understand please explain because we find out very shortly from now that ben cannot see jacob has never seen jacob jacob does not talk to him so like ben uses jacob's name to manipulate people is he just wildly like like feeling through the fog and making shit up like yeah yeah basically yeah i don't understand like how does he even know to make things up like richard told him jacob exists i guess yeah i mean that's gotta be it like I just don't like he's uh, is he truly just making up whatever he wants and then just like attaching Jacob's name onto it because he doesn't yeah, there's no way that he can know anything about what Jacob wants. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing in relation to that is that Mikhail tells Kate that she's not on the list because she's flawed, but in what they died for, Jacob tells the candidates himself that he had chosen them because they were flawed. Yeah. Exactly. Because they're not perfect. It's gotta be a different, like, experimentation list or something. I think that, like, this is just a made-up list. I genuinely think it's just a made-up list. Yeah. I just wonder, like, Um. if it... What would Ben's... It could also just be Mikhail playing mind games. Just to, like, kind of, like, dig more. Like, (laughs) you're not special. Exactly. Right, just to insult them to their faces. Mm -hmm. So when Mikhail gets pushed through the thing and he says, thank you, he wants to die, I think? Or either he's pretending. Like, does he think he's going to die? Because he doesn't. Are the sonar fences ever set at a, like, lethal level? I... Because he says, like, oh, know. luckily they weren't. That's actually a great question. Like, yeah, because, like, if they are sometimes, then I guess then 
Yeah, like, uh, if before the crash, like, they were the only ones on the island, more or less, right? So, mm-hmm. like, there really wouldn't be a reason for them to get a lethal level unless, like, trying to kill polar bears. Yeah, I think it's, like, they're always on because it keeps the smoke monster out. Mm-hmm. But every time that people have, like, gone through them, it's because they had, like, a code that turns them off. Right. I think the only other time that I remember is, like, in season five, and it's, like, back in 1977, when Amy puts in, like, the like the cotton in her ears so that she can walk through and then everybody else kind of, like, convulses mm-hmm. and stuff, but they also don't die. So it makes me think that it's never... It's not lethal. lethal. Yeah, Yeah, I also wonder, like, I would not put it past Ben to tell people, like, you can't go up outside suspense, you'll you'll die. And, like, no one has done it to know that it's not lethal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, because then if Ben keeps them alive after they've done that, he can then punish them. Right. On Lostpedia, it said, and this kind of goes with um, what what Chris thought, uh, Kim, uh, initially thought to have been a blooper, Mikhail can be seen breathing following his death but it was debunked when he turned up alive in DOC. I did not catch it. And I was like, there's no way blood yeah. came out of his ears. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was right. And I am real mad. Usually I catch things like that. I love the idea of them being like, Haha, everyone's going to think this is a blooper. We are so smart. They, I mean, they're like, we played you all. Yeah. I, re- I don't, I reject this. This is TV <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Um, It also said on Lostpedia that Locke pushing Mikhail into the fence parallels the flashback of Anthony Cooper pushing him through the window in literally the next episode. Oh, shoot. I didn't even make that connection. Like his father, Locke doesn't hesitate to sacrifice someone he thinks is about to give him away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Locke Locke is very ruthless when it comes to literally anyone who knows his secret. He has a bad father figure. But he also uses that as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, but like, that's just like generational trauma, man. Don't become the person who abused you. Yeah. (laughs) So now I have a question. So they get over top of the thing and Kate like turns over Mikhail or whatever. I I don't think it matters. And I don't think, and we never know, but do we think that Mikhail in this moment when she's like turning him around and stuff, is he unconscious or he's pretending to be unconscious right now? I don't know how he ever became not unconscious. I'm going to go with unconscious. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's out. Yeah. I mean, it would probably take you out for a while. Yeah, exactly. And then he eventually wakes up and he's like, oh, cool. Okay, that's what I've got for the jungle storyline. I'll move on to the beach. Yeah, okay, so Charlie's, like, really mean to Claire, trying to get her to give up on whatever she's doing. He always does this. This is, like, his Mm -hmm. thing to do. Um, He's just, like, mean to people to, like, make them not do things. And, like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. The main thing that I always think of, like, the example that I always think of is when uh, Hurley's, like, trying to go with him and Desmond in Greatest Hits. Yeah, and he's like, you're too big. Yeah, and he's like, you can't come, you're, like, too heavy or whatever. And, like, it's, like, you know the exact thing to say to be the most hurtful. Why? Exactly. Like, I know you're not, like, you're trying to, like, save his life and, like, have him mm-hmm. not be there and see you die, but Hugo. But like, why, why are you so unkind when you do it? It's, and it's a double whammy because Hugo gets it twice in that episode. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you poor baby. I think Charlie is one of the things about this show that maybe aged the worst. I know that might be blasphemous. I don't think it is. I think it, yeah, he, um, he falls into a lot of, like, the worst stereotypes of men. Yeah. 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 And, like, I, I love Charlie, but I love Charlie for who he was when I first watched the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Watching the show now, I don't really like Charlie. That's okay. So, it's kind of hard, and I think it's because, obviously, we've moved on as people. We're way more sophisticated, like, television viewers. Also, like, as a group, the three of us are older than when we first watched it, and so... 
certainly. Yeah. Like we've changed a lot as people. And so when I watch it, I'm just like, Charlie deliberately makes choices that are supposed to be likable that I find very unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, to me, he's not my favorite. That's okay. Yeah. And I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. No. Like, I think too, like, it's just as a matter of like his arc. I mean, it's still season three is a little rough, but like he goes from being someone who's like, I want to do things where people will be impressed by me and think I'm like, a great person, a hero, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's because of, like, he's got mo- corrupt motivations, basically. It's because he has, like, self-worth issues and things like that. Yeah. But, like, but in the end, when he does, like, a- become a hero, like, he's doing it because he, like, wants to take care of the people he loves. It's not because he wants them to, like, think he's a great guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's a complete journey. I think that's so interesting. I, yeah, it just occurred to me that, like, he's got this whole thing about, like, you know, he's a rock star. He's in a band and everything. And... So, therefore, he wants to be loved widely and not deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's really important for him for... He has the celebrity for, thing. Yeah, for, like, a lot of people to like him and love him. And once he gets to the island, it kind of occurs to him that, like, it's more important to be loved a lot by one person than it is to be loved a little by a, a large amount of people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And to have a defined personality with defined morals that are outside the realm of, like, selfishness. Yeah. Right. So Claire and Son have this conversation about their mothers, and it just, like, hurts me. We, we don't know how long it takes before Claire's mom wakes up after the crash. I think that ultimately when they have, like, Christian's funeral it's only like three or four months after the crash yeah and so she woke up in between those like three or four months Mm -hmm. at some point and it just kills me that like she woke up and then found out that her daughter had died in a plane crash yep yeah whether or not she could hear her which like she never says whether or not she could hear well that's a lot of loss for her all in one spot too because you like lost claire and lost christian and whether or not she had a high opinion of him that's still the father of her child and lost six full years of her life yeah yeah and six years of her daughter's life there's a lot of trauma before she died that's rife like material that they i guess they just didn't have time to explore but i mean plus you gotta think if you're in like you're basically um, bedridden for that long. Like you yeah. have probably got some serious like physical therapy ahead of you to try yeah. to even yeah. become fully functional again. Like that's a show in itself. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, you know what they do do with Claire or with uh, Carol is pretty interesting. I think the thing is that the woman who plays Carol has such a horrendous Australian accent <laughs> that like oh, nobody no. wants to use her. <laughs> that's so sad. I love that. Um, like, thematically because the whole thing is like claire and false hope and like people telling her like she's foolish but like in the end carol wakes up she was right yeah like it wasn't stupid to hope like no and it wasn't stupid to keep her alive yeah right exactly it's just like it's not dumb to like have hope you guys sometimes things do work out yeah like if christian had his way she would have essentially murdered her mother yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and she ultimately woke up. And I mean, that's definitely dangerous messaging for, like, the real world, but this is a fictional world. Yeah. Right. My next note was just that, like, um, Charlie is constantly, like, dying in Desmond's visions to save Claire, and ultimately that is how he does actually die. Yeah. Which I think is really cool, because that was, like, his fate. Was always, it, it was always He's about di- to, he to died be about her. Save Claire, yeah. But Claire doesn't know that her mom woke up, and so, like, ultimately does she think that she killed another person? That she I mean, loved. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. she, he didn't entirely die to save Claire. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. But yeah, also, to save okay. the island. So, yeah, like, I mean, that's the reason why he did it, though, was to save Claire. 
I think, like, I'm not one of those people who's, like, lost it and explained everything and blah, blah, blah. But, like, this is honestly one of, like, my, like, bones I have with this. Like, the whole thing is he chooses to die because, like, Desmond has a vision of Claire getting on a helicopter. Which, like, I don't feel like we ever, that never really gets paid off in a satisfying way. If he saw her. Yeah, something else must have happened. Like to stop that from like if he had seen her, did she look like she looked in season six? Because like I feel like that would have come up like, yeah, she got a helicopter, but she was looking rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if like MIB, who's like becomes Christian so that she'll come with him, like sort of intervenes knowing that she's supposed to get on the helicopter and he like doesn't want her her to for some reason because you know, when he's Locke in season six, he uses her a lot. And so I feel like maybe he's like, This is a like something that I can use. This is a tool for me. And so I don't want her to leave. And maybe like that's the reason why it doesn't happen. Like Desmond and Charlie like go out there and after Charlie dies then Christian then, like, steps in. Right, and we know that, like, Desmond says that, like, if things, like, you can't try to change things because then things will change or whatever, like, you can't interact, like, that changes the course of destiny. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, I think part of what makes it extra annoying is, like, every other vision, as far as I can remember, that Desmond has in the show is, like, a vision of the fairly immediate future. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yes. this thing doesn't happen. Like, it's a vision of something that happens much later. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, why is that the only vision he had of something that happened much later? Yeah, I agree. These are totally fair criticisms. And, like, all the visions, it's like, Charlie is in the vision. Like, in the vision when the thing is happening. Which, like, so you envisioned him dying and you had the vision of them getting on the helicopter in which Charlie wasn't there. And you just knew right. that fundamentally those two things are interconnected. Like, correlated, yeah. Like, uh... That's fair. That's a completely that's fair totally criticism. totally fair. I feel like if you're gonna have a whole character's death be like, I'm doing this because Claire is going to live. Right. Like, then you you should pay that off properly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agree. Um, and speaking of getting no payoff, um, we have no idea what happened with this freaking bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe what you thought, Kim, happened is that it just, like, landed in the water and it became all soggy and was gone. I mean, yeah, it's a bird that goes near water and it's a paper thing. Like, if it makes it all the way there, even if it doesn't- Because, like, did they put it in, like, a little glass vial or anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. That's hysterical. Like, I don't want to- I'm not that person who's, like, that literalist yeah. about it, but, like, come on, y'all. But what's really cool is that on Lostpedia, someone mentioned that, like, ultimately, if it had been found, nothing that is said in that note goes against what the Oceanic Six say was true in season no. four. Other yeah. than Other than them knowing about the Fiji thing. She says we were supposed to, like, land in Fiji or whatever. The Oceanic Six say that, like, they, like the pilot didn't didn't live, whatever. Um, like, mm-hmm. we, they would have no way of actually knowing that. So, yeah. But other than that, we we have no idea what happens with, uh, with that bird. Like, at this point in the outside world chronologically like they all think that like has the underground plane crash been discovered they all think everyone's dead at this point that's a good question i feel like probably or shortly after my brain goes back like um sort of like working backwards in my brain is frank lapidus sees that footage on the tv and then is like that's not seth norris because i was supposed to be flying that plane and i know who seth norris is and then he ends up on the freighter so Mm -hmm. my question would be is the freighter already on its way here and my and i think yes i think so too so i would say yes i mean because like everyone on the freighter because oh yes because naomi because in a few episodes naomi drops down and she knows about it naomi's this season 
yeah, at the end. Yeah, of the and Daniel says like your, your idea of how long people have been gone. Like, so he clearly knows quite a bit. Yeah. Naomi gets killed at the end of this season. Oh my god! No, yeah. oh, R.I.P. I forgot. My bad. Uh, okay, so in the flashbacks, <laughs> so did I. Yeah, she wakes up after the crash somehow. Something to do with island magic? Question mark. I have no idea. Sure. Um, I don't have a whole lot of flashback spoilers just because, like, this is the last Claire episode. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got for spoilers there. Does anybody else have anything else they wanted to mention before we, uh, before we end this year? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Well, Kim, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, you always have, like, such good thoughts, and I really appreciate you. I just want everyone to give people some slack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am genuinely cannot tell you how excited I am to have you on for Meet Kevin Johnson. Oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, my, like, live tweet of season one is just, like, every other tweet is, like, cut your dad some slack, Walt. He is yeah. trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Well, I mean, there's so many, and we all know this, that there's, like, a lot of Michael hate out there for, you know, semi-fair reasons for some of the things that but he does. I did him dirty. But the perfect person to have on Meet Kevin Johnson is a person who loves Michael. And so I am so yeah. thrilled to have that we'll, we'll have you for that one. Yay. We need a Michael stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love him. I'll defend him forever. I also like, I am, this is unrelated to this episode, but you guys will know because you're lost nerds. Okay, so if the smoke monster can only present himself as people who like the bodies that are on the island, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, so Ben sees his mom. His mom's body's not on the island, right? That's correct. Also, and then Lax sees Walt. So like, are those both like separate hallucinations? <laughs> okay, so I, I don't know lot, about. Lots, one unsolved thing. Right there. I, I don't know about Ben's mom thing. I, I have a feeling that that was hallucination. Honestly, I'm going to have to figure that out when we get to man from Tal or uh, <laughs> if to man behind the curtain and like try and do more thought on that. The Walt thing I am convinced was either actually Walt's magic or Jacob. And I think that we like made a decision in our spoiler section of abandoned, but I can't remember which one we landed on. Jacob can present himself as other people? I know that MIB can. I don't know what all Jacob can do. I mean, he's all, he's Jacob, capital J. Who knows? I think that our whole thing was trying to figure out exactly what the goal of this, like, Walt vision was. And if it, like, had something to do with what Jacob probably wanted, then it was probably Jacob. But if not, then it was probably Walt. And so, yeah, we had a whole conversation about that, but I don't remember what Jacob we Jacob does on. crap like that to get people to do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, speaking of um, Jacob, by the way, because we were talking about Hope earlier and how yeah. know, I love TV shows. Hope. I just love it. Like his whole ethos later about it's like it only ends once. Everything up until then is just progress. I'm like, his yeah. whole thing is like, don't give up on people. Hope. That's one of my favorite lines in the whole I'm just show. It's like, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. No worries. Um, if you guys want to follow Kim, uh, her information will be in the description. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow us at The Affectionados all over the place. Um, like we said earlier, our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Affectionados. If you love us enough to give us money, we really appreciate it because we need it. <laughs> Vancouver is expensive. <laughs> so expensive <laughs> and we put in a lot of work so we do appreciate it if you do uh, it's okay if you don't recommend us to a friend Thank yeah you. downloads are free yeah okay love you bye okay love you bye, okay, love you, bye. that's for what claire this is the spoiler section for episode 313 the man from tallahassee featuring chris 
Our knockout counter is actually only at one episode. Uh, I have to keep saying that until there's another one uh, because um, Mikhail was not knocked out last episode. He or, or he, he didn't did not, die. He didn't die. Yeah. He was actually knocked out. But um, the people don't know that. The people who are not spoilers don't know that. The people. So our knockout counter is actually at one. Also, you'll enjoy this, Brittany. Okay. Anthony Cooper, Adam Seward. That's his um, his actual name, and then the name that he's going by, right? Yes. It's an anagram. What's it up? Con man. Sawyer, the con man, a poor dad. Oh my god. <laughs> How did they do that? They did that. Like, that's one of the ones that they have specifically said that they did on purpose. That's Ethan insane. Rom, Ethan Rom, other man, and Hofstrahler flash forward is the other two. I don't know if there are more than those, but those ones are ones that are specifically confirmed to have been on purpose. And, and this one as well. That's fascinating. Yeah. So if you had done that, then you could have figured out that he was Sawyer like a couple episodes before it's revealed. All right. Well, holy shit. Also, this episode marks the first time in which Locke and Richard Alpert meet. However, it is not the first time chronologically that Locke and Richard have met because uh, the first time they met was in 1954. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, obviously that's that's in season five and, like, Richard straight up just, like, doesn't know about that yet. You know what I mean? So, like, they yeah. don't, you know, it's not really clear in the writing that Richard clearly knows who Locke is, but um, later it's revealed that he, like, is very significantly familiar with Locke. He, like, visited him as a child. He visited him all the time. So. Richard's like, I'm old as hell. Yeah. I'm just real old. So going into flashback spoilers first, because there's just like less of the flashback. They're selling the fact that Locke has depression and in season five, Locke tries to commit suicide. Yeah. So I guess maybe he did need the disability benefits to go to therapy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I only have one other thing for the flashbacks, which is that the uh, physical therapist says you have work to do. And in the finale of season three, when Locke has been shot by Ben and is just lying in that like pile of bodies, and then Taller Ghost Walt appears to him and says, get up, John, you have work to do. Not Taller Ghost Walt. Yeah. So um, him having work to do is a thing. Uh, and then so going into the spoilers that I have for the island storyline, Locke says that Mikhail told him about the submarine before Locke killed him. And Mikhail kind of like isn't dead. And then just kind of like the next time we see him is in Catch-22 with like Desmond, Hurley, Charlie, and Jin. And so I'm just wondering if Ben knows that Mikhail is alive or not. I'm inclined to think no, because I don't think that Mikhail has like gone and like talked to anybody, but I wonder if like after he learned that, he doesn't necessarily know right now, but like after Locke said that, maybe they sent somebody to go and like find Mikhail's body and they couldn't find it. Yeah. So like maybe Ben doesn't, like currently is just like, oh shit, uh, Locke killed Mikhail. Um, and then later he realizes that Mikhail isn't dead. He's going dead. to find out about it. For sure. I mean, then he, like, eventually, by the end of the season, has, like, spoken to Mikhail. Yeah. And Mikhail dies uh, at the end of this season because he's holding a grenade <laughs> when it goes off. And then I also, for the Jate scene, I think there's, like, this whole Jate thing later is, like, are you with me? I'm always with you. Because, like, the Suliette thing is, do you have my back? And I have your back. Oh. But Jate's is, are you with me? And I'm always with you. And so her saying, are you with them now? And he's saying, I'm not with anyone. 
I'm like, shouldn't you be saying I'm with you? <laughs> maybe that was like part of like what he was trying to communicate. Yeah, and maybe this was like the beginning of the of that like being there phrase. Yeah. If Jack actually did make it off the island on the submarine, would he have to assume a new identity like Michael? I feel like yes. Yeah, because like he'd never be able to find them. Yeah, and he would never be able get back to, like, to the island. Show up as the Oceanic Six and like craft a thing. Like it wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he would probably have to like assume the whole new identity, which would be harder for him because he's like, loves himself. (laughs) (laughs) He loves himself. Yeah. Well, he sure does love to suffer. So Ben asks about the miracle that happened to Locke, probably because he wants to hear about it because it's like the work of Jacob and he doesn't actually know anything about Jacob. He's like, what's Jacob like? Is he nice? Is he handsome? (laughs) Ben says- Does he talk about me? Are you scared that if you leave the island, then it'll go away and you'll be back in the chair? So when Locke goes back to the mainland- He is in a wheelchair, but it's not because the miracle has stopped working. It's because he gets injured. Yeah. Um, And so he does end up having to be in a wheelchair. And Um, uh, it's his worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not because the miracle turned off. Inside Ben's fridge, he still has Dharma food. In the epilogue, Ben goes to see the dudes that are still sending food to the island to tell them that they can go home and that they don't have to do this anymore. So those dudes from the epilogue just assume they're still sending food to the Dharma initiative. So they're just like taking advantage of the fact that they're confused. I mean, you can't blame him. It's free food. Yeah. Uh, Ben says that he was born on the island and hardly anyone can say that. Liar, liar, pants on fire. First of all, you were not born on the island. You were born also near Portland, I think. Uh, Either way, in the States somewhere. I heard it was not Not in Portland. Portland. Somewhere in the States. And then also no one can say that they were born on the island because of the curse on pregnant women. And that's been on since like the 70s. Weren't Jacob and the man in black born on the island? Yeah, but hardly anyone else can say that, especially like his peers. Yes. There's been a curse on pregnant women for over 30 years. Yeah. So no one under 30 can Who say Who cursed that. them? The man in black? Uh, no. It's like partially about the electromagnetism that happened because of the incident. Oh, right. So, and then and then I think it's partially also some magic stuff, I think. Hand wavy magic crap. Yeah. It's like Ethan was one of the last ones. Juliet is like, thank you, Ben, for keeping your word because she wants to leave on the submarine. And... In season five in Lafleur, when she finally has the opportunity to leave again on the same submarine. And yeah. Then, and then Sawyer convinces her not to do it. And so she still doesn't leave. And so Juliet never leaves the island. No. She left like three years ago. And, she and she's wanted to and she's wanted to go ever since then, but she never makes it back. She dies before she gets back. My to heart hurts. Yeah. So yeah, what the f*** happens with the submarine that it's magically fine? They're in the past. Oh, duh. Yeah, so that's I'm how idiot. time travel works. That is how time travel works. Yeah. But that's it, my friends. We did it. Yay! So, Chris, thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so fun to talk to you. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, if you guys want to follow Chris, you can find her information in the description. You you should do it. You have to do it. She's so funny. Yeah. Chris Maloney's ass. We just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's <laughs> R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Appertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow both of us at The Aficionados. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. And, um... Just, we love you guys so much, and I'm really excited for next episode, too. Hell yeah. Yay. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, bye. That? This is the spoiler section for episode 314, Expose, featuring Robin's cousin, Aaron.
Okay, so for spoilers, first of all, we have to say that our knockout counter is actually only on two episodes because yeah. Mikhail was knocked out um, in the episode after Enter 77, so par avion. But as far as the no spoilers people know, he died. He, <laughs> <But> <laughs> he didn't actually die. Um, he was just knocked out. I wish out. he was. So it's actually only been two episodes since our last knockout. Yeah. Also, this is the final episode to feature Keely Sanchez as Nikki and Rodrigo Santoro as Paulo as main credited cast members. Keely Sanchez would make one more uncredited and archival appearance as Nikki in Jiyun, um, because I believe they're watching Expose. I think they're watching her episode of Expose or something like that. And Rodrigo Santoro would never appear in the series again. He got way too famous way too fast. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's okay. So I think I have like maybe three spoiler thoughts in here just yeah, because there's... This episode doesn't set up a lot. Yeah. But Aaron, did you have thoughts on, um, what did, what were you saying? Oh, something about the Medusa spider and how... Oh, just the... Some people aren't dead. Yeah. Just the horrific fan theories out there. Yeah. Uh, like maybe uh, Christian is alive and he got oh, <gasps> and he was paralyzed somehow. Oh my gosh! Instead of him being the man in black, yeah, I I can't uh, I can't think about that. There's some of these that I'm like, this has to have been written before this end of the series, right? Like, right, right, yeah, because people are just putting whatever they want on there. Yeah, I'm like they. I love the one. I love the one Explain that. Explain this. Jeremy Bentham is. Bitten by a by a Medusa oh. spider in the coffin. Oh my god, that would be so wild. The weirdest thing about when Locke comes back to life in, in at the end of season five is that like the man in black who's like up and walking around didn't take Locke's body. He just took the form of Locke. So like they still yeah. have Locke's body and then right. they just have another Locke walking around. Just a spider bites him every eight hours. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he just like carries it around like in um, Goblet of Fire when Moody just always has Power, or a polyjuice potion with him. And he just always has like he a vial like, of a spider. Yeah, he just has like a spider hanging out. And luckily they attract the others to them mm -hmm. so he's never short of supply. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It works in every situation. Yeah. We're geniuses. So one of the only spoilers that I have is uh, some stuff on Lostpedia, which is after Zuckerman tells her that they can bring her back next season, Nikki says, I'm just a guest star and we all know what happens to guest stars. This foreshadows her departure from the show, obviously, because this deems them as, as guest stars. So I mean, they foreshadowing. They were very much guest stars. Yes. And then Nikki only ever appears in a rerun of Expose on Sun's television in a flash forward in season four. And so thus... Nikki was brought back next season. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that was purposeful at all. But <laughs> no, but I like that little, like, little Easter egg. Yeah. Oh, do you think it's a rerun? Or is that when it premieres? Oh. No, it's gotta be a rerun because she was shooting... Oh, you're right. Because she was shooting it in 2004, in September of 2004. It has to be a rerun. And in, a right. in the flash forward, it's been... It depends on if it was right before, like, right after she got home from... Like, I don't remember exactly when it happens, if it's, like, right before she has her baby or if it's like after the three years have happened and she already has her baby you know I think it depends on if it was like an actual if it was the airing or if it was a rerun can you imagine Sun like looks and is just like oh my god <laughs> that'd be so weird I buried you I know what happened to the diamonds I yeah. know what happened to Howie Suckerman. All of them. Oh my God. Okay, like all of them would like be able to put those pieces together. Yeah, if Sun even cared about Howie Zuckerman, she's like, I live in Korea. I don't care what's happening. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, the other one that I had was that they say that um, ours, they're like, oh, he's a high school science teacher. And then she's like, no, he's a junior high science teacher. I did want to say in the flash sideways, it is high school. Oh. Because um, he works with Ben. Ours got a little upgrade. Yeah. On the cast list that uh, Hurley looks at that says Nikki Fernandez, they also have the name 
Rick Lapidus. Lapidus's name is Frank, um, but they did use this last name, which is interesting. I was like, wait a minute. And then yeah. I was like, that can't be right. Mm -hmm. When Locke finds Paolo burying the diamonds, he tells him that things don't stay buried on this island. This could foreshadow the deceased being resurrected when MIB takes their form. Yeah, that was my question is like, does he have experience with burying things in the sand? Sun did. Yeah, exactly. And then she found her ring, which is good in season two. All right. Or was that season one? I don't remember. Juliet is like, oh, Jack is cute. And we know, not from next episode, but a, I think the episode after is the next Juliet episode where we learn that like Ben has like weird feelings for Juliet. Yeah. And so I hope that she specifically said that Jack is cute right in front of him just to annoy him. I, I'm, I'm sure it was to piss him off. Yeah. Later in season, I don't even remember which season, but um, Miles shows up and is basically like demanding money from Ben. Is like, I, will, I won't tell the mercenaries and everything that you're here if you give me like millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And Ben's like, why do you think I have millions of dollars? <laughs> I um, live on an island yeah. and I don't have a career. I have a job. But later, I can't remember what season, but like, I want to say like season six, because mm -hmm. that's the season that they were bringing back lots and lots of stuff, even just mentioning them. That he's like at Boone Hill and he says, why should I care about anything that you do when there's two jabronis named Nikki and Paolo under here with $8 million in diamonds? Oh my god. So Miles brings that up later. And honestly, that's all I got for spoilers. Because uh, it kind of all begins and ends here, to it's be honest. It's very much a one-off episode. Yeah. I mean, they don't even start with a recap. Exactly. It just gets right into it. Yeah. The whole the whole thing is a recap. Yeah. <laughs> literally, like, even they have, they literally have a recap of the beginning of the episode at the end of the episode. I think that's funny. Yes. Is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Nope. Just love the episode. It's a great episode. So good. Great. Aaron, once again, thanks for coming on. Thank you both. I'm, I'm glad that you were here. I was so nervous when uh, I was talking to you at, like, I FaceTimed you at Grandma's birthday, when you guys were at Grandma's birthday, and I was like, okay, I have to ask Aaron if he still wants to be on the expose episode. <laughs> and if he says no, I don't know who I'm going to find who loves this episode more than him. It's true. It's true, but, you know. And so when you were like, yes, I want to come back on, I was like, thank God. It's only been three years. Yeah. That's so weird. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Great episode. It Worth coming episode. back for. Yeah. So if you guys want to follow Aaron, check out his information in the description. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with, with an underscore at the end. <laughs> and you can follow us in general at The Afficionados. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Afficionados. And we love you. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, love you, bye! Love you, bye! Say it. <laughs> okay, love you, bye! Yay! <laughs> Ah, the gentle bullying of family. <laughs> Say it! There's Nikki. This is the spoiler section for episode 315, Left Behind, featuring Robin's best friend from high school, who now uses the name Ben, despite us using a different name in the episode. We did it, Joe. Spoil it. So, um, lately in our spoiler section, we have been talking about how our knockout counter is actually incorrect. Oh. Due to Mikhail, we've been saying that our knockout counter has been more because we have to tell the people who aren't spoilery that Mikhail is dead when Mikhail was actually just knocked out. 
Right. However, now that we are back at zero and we've had another knockout, our knockout counter is in fact back at zero. And so now we're going to stop talking about it in the spoilers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start with spoilers for the B storyline. And I will now find some. Go for it. Do I have any? That's the main question. Mm. But that's just Sawyer making friends, right? Yeah. Oh, I've got one. Okay. Yeah. This is the only one I have for the B storyline, but we see Sawyer holding Aaron as Claire is eating at the very end of the storyline. And this reminds me of the end of season four when Sawyer like saves Claire and when she goes missing and he takes the baby to keep him safe and everything. And like Sawyer and Claire end up having a really good relationship because Claire is like stuck in that house that almost goes up in flames. And he like goes in to save her and like saves her from the rubble because he like cares about Claire. And when she goes off with Christian and he's like stuck with just him and Miles, he like picks up that baby and makes sure that the baby is okay. Forgot about all of that. Good dad Sawyer. So true. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting. I think about since we have Cassidy in this episode, I think a lot about how he feels holding that baby, knowing that he has a baby out there somewhere that he just doesn't interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, jungle, spoilers, let's see. Okay, we have Locke and Kate in the game room. When Locke visits Kate in the recreation room, this is on Lostpedia, of course, he mysteriously has a bandage around his right hand, despite not having it in his previous appearance. This explains his next appearance four episodes later in The Brig. In The Brig, we finally see what Locke has been up to, and he gets his hand bitten by his dad, which happens before this scene. Even though How this is, did they have I this know, find out? This is four episodes in the future and they have him with a bandage around his hand knowing that they're oh going to show it four God, episodes later. This show's insane. I know. It's amazing. Crazy. Oh, um, Juliet is fully pretending to be asleep. Okay, here's, here's what I think. Because we then learn in DOC a few episodes from now that Juliet is actually in here getting in with the castaways, castaways. on on the instructions of Ben looking for pregnant women, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, how much of this was orchestrated by Ben? Was Juliet even gassed in the first place? Did Julian, ju- did ju- they help Juliet take Kate out there? It would make sense. I don't even think that she, I just don't think she was even gassed. Mm-hmm. I think that she knew she was being left behind and she's acting. Yeah, because yeah, she wasn't even really unconscious. Like she she wakes up when the knife goes because she wasn't unconscious and she's probably just bored <laughs> standing there waiting for her to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just taking a nap in the forest. And I think that also makes sense because Juliet apparently woke up like so much earlier than Kate to be able to take her out into that jungle when Jack had two whole canisters in there yeah. and Kate only got one. So that tells me that the others knew that they wanted Kate to wake up earlier. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they have given her two canisters? Exactly. Interesting. Jack would have been asleep for like a day and a half then. Yeah. That makes me think that someone would have had to come back and dose him with the second can because I don't think the potency of the the smoke in the canister would be enough to keep him in one dosage asleep for that long. That's a good point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they did do that. And why not? Might as well. But yeah, because Ben is trying to get Juliet to like infiltrate them. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if he and Juliet came up with this plan themselves, and that's why you feel so betrayed by Juliet a few episodes from now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, then it's revealed pretty much immediately that she like hates the fact that she's doing this, but she is doing it. Because two episodes ago, I can't remember who was talking about this. I think it was Alex was saying to Locke that like Ben just emotionally manipulates people. And oh, actually, sorry. It was in Expose last episode, uh, like months ago when Juliet was talking to Ben in The Pearl about how like Ben's going to emotionally manipulate Michael and just use him for whatever. And he's saying it to Juliet who the same thing is happening to her, but she can't do anything about it. Oh, right. You know, and so she knows that she's being manipulated and she's going against people that she actually seems to genuinely like and she can't do anything about it. Jack says we have to go back to camp and that reminds me of we have to go back. Thank you. We have to go back. 
And that's the jungle storyline. But I've got some flashback stuff. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. I sure do. I love that Kate ends up hooking up with Sawyer without even knowing that it was the same person that Cassidy was talking about. Which is funny because... So basically, at the end of season four, they're in the helicopter together. And Sawyer whispers something to Kate, kisses her, and then jumps out of the helicopter. Right. We all remember this? Yes. Yeah. And the thing that he whispers to her is telling her that he has a daughter and to like go and see her and like see that if she's okay and everything and so kate goes and she figures out that he has a daughter she figures it all out she didn't even know that it was sawyer that cassidy was with until she went looking for cassidy and clementine in season four that's crazy god that must have blown her mind then she figured out that it was cassidy like she never would have met up met back up with cassidy in the flash forwards if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for sawyer and now clementine and aaron get to like play and hang out Ugh. So fun. Diane says that the next time she sees Kate, she's going to call for help. And, you know, she's genuinely dying at that point. But she actually survives. And she's in the flash forwards next season. But Kate is, like, so upset and angry with her that she won't let her see Aaron. This happens in the first... Uh, I think it's in Eggtown. I think that's 304, or 404, I think, is when we have the flashbacks, sorry, flash forwards of Kate in court and everything. And she goes and her mom comes to her and asks to see her grandson because obviously Kate is telling everyone that Aaron is her baby. Mm-hmm. And Kate refuses to let her because of like how she betrayed her. And I love how how the like power balance changes there. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I also love that Diane survives yeah. Her, uh, yeah. her disease, which is great. And then, yeah, so at the end, they meet back up together in season four, in the flash forwards, they learned that they both loved Sawyer. Clementine and Aaron get to hang out. It's one of my favorite things about the flash forwards is that they kind of get to come together. That little relationship. And I'm like, hello, you guys. Like, Kate stays off the island Mm -hmm. and she raises Aaron with Cassidy and Clementine and they're just in that little family and that's That's what I think should have happened. That could could be great. We could do that. Right? Yeah. Uh, And that's it. Outro? Yeah. All right. So once again, Steph, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. I always love talking about things that I'm interested in. So yeah, <laughs> relatable. Big relatable. mood. Every day. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Appertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. If you guys want to follow Steph, you can find all of their information in the description. And uh, you can follow at The Aficionados all over the place. Our Patreon, like I said earlier, is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. And yeah, we are excited and we will see you next episode. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you, bye! Love you, bye! bye. <laughs> Enjoy your sandwich. This is the spoiler section for episode 316, One of Us, featuring Casey and marking Britney's departure. Oh my god, I want to cry. Spoilers! <laughs> Alright, I got a couple spoilers for you. Where are my spoilers? I don't think I have too many, but um, a couple. Where are my spoilies? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the present day stuff first, because that's what we talked about first. Juliet gets to look over where Ethan was buried, and Hurley shows where Ethan was buried, um, and she was actively friends and colleagues with him, but what she does not know yet is that she actually delivered him as an infant. <gasps> I forgot about that! <gasps> okay, sure, not weird at all. She was there when he was born. Yeah. She sure did. She sure was. Hey. Weird. 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 That uh, that makes me uncomfy. Yeah. I think it makes her uncomfy too. I, fu- I think that fully sums up like her relationship to Ethan. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, did she go and visit Ethan's grave? I feel 
like no. I feel like I would have been. Yeah, I think she just thought it. It's been like mm. all in all, Ethan was just kind of weird. That was a creepy guy. Don't like that. Yeah. So we see Charlie sleeping, holding Aaron and Claire's hands after she's been like fixed and everything. And Aaron is reaching up for the drive shaft ring that will be given to him in a few episodes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Catch me cry. Thank you so much. Yeah. So that one hurts too. Um. And honestly, that's all I have for the present day stuff. Other than the fact that like we are very soon going to learn all the other things that Juliet is meant to do. Like in DOC in a few episodes, we'll, uh, you know, she's trying to figure out if there are any other pregnant women uh, marking their tents and stuff like that so yeah flashbacks however oh did you have anything for the present day casey no i just remember that that's what happens next yeah So in the flashbacks, this is, you know, we said this is the last time that Rachel sees her sister for several years. And unfortunately, Juliet never gets off the island. So this is actually the last time they see each other ever. Uh, Yeah, that makes my heart hurt. It is tragic. I still stand by that Locke is the most tragic character on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Juliet, uh, she's in the running for sure. She is a close second. Like, yeah, it just, she had full confidence and belief that, After six months, she would be going back and she would be going back to her sister, Rachel, who would be Mm -hmm. six months pregnant. And it just never comes to fruition for her. And it hurts. Oh, I can't think about it too much. Like, it hurts me a lot. Headcanon that Rachel was already going to name her baby Julian before she even realized that Juliet was missing. Like, I bet she was going to name that kid after Juliet no matter what. And it just so happened that Juliet never came back. I believe that and I love that. Like we know we know so little about Rachel like and her personal life, but you can just tell in the few flashbacks that we get with her and Juliet that like they were so close and mm-hmm. I I fully believe that's something she would do regardless of whether Juliet was present or not. Yeah, I agree. Um, my next thing was that Juliet's in bed with Goodwin and we learn in season four that Goodwin fully has a wife named Harper and she is actively cheating. Like He's actively cheating on Harper these whole this whole time. Yup, oh, yeah. there yeah. is. It, um, oh. So like Carl comes in and he's just like, well, this is bigger tea than I thought it was. But like Harper knows about it and like everybody knows about it and it just happens. Yeah, I mean, it's such a small, close-knit community. Like, that stuff can't not happen you know yeah yeah Juliet tells Ben like if you can cure cancer why do you have cancer if no one gets cancer here and this is part of how the man in black got Ben to kill Jacob because that happened to him so she like really put it into words there Mm -hmm. uh before MIB even did wait that's how he wait can you explain that again yeah so basically like MIB says to Ben MIB's trying to get Ben to kill Jacob and he says to Ben if you're so special to Jacob if Jacob protects everybody on Mm -hmm. this island he let you get cancer nobody gets cancer here he let you get cancer you got sick even though you weren't supposed to so that's just another reason for of why Ben kills Jacob right he's like what 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 about me and what about, what about you? What about Bughead? Yeah. What about you? Oh, the greatest yeah. servant. Uh, okay, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm on the episode. Well, I, and I guess I'm on the episode. When Jacob says, what about you? That is my favorite mm-hmm. line award. I'm calling yeah. it now. That is it. my favorite line. <laughs> that is my favorite line award. Iconic. Uh, honestly, that's all I got. Anything else? Um, um, I had initially had Juliet, like, needing to be very careful around Saeed, like, as a spoiler note, but I guess not mm. really, because we know that, like, Juliet is doing this sneakily and that she has a whole plan going on, but... yeah. I mean, you know, just kind of, like, as a whole, Juliet knows mm-hmm. that, like, 
she cannot lie around Saeed. Yeah. What else did I have? Oh, I also just had that, like, Juliet knows that, like, the way to get to Jack and, like, the way to therefore influence everyone Mm -hmm. is to, like, fix something. To to, to fix a person, to heal someone. Like, I think that- Right, she literally says, I can fix this, and that's Jack's thing. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much, like- I bet he thinks that's so sexy that she fixed something. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Like, that is his- damn. He's like, ooh, you fixed something that was broken? Ooh, yes, come into my life. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had, was just that- Jack loves Bob the Builder. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had. Is that just like Juliet very much speaks to uh, Jack's need to fix things. And once Juliet proves that she can fix something, he's like, oof, yes, okay, come into my corner, Mm -hmm. why don't you? Right. (laughs) Well, this is usually when I would say thank you to Casey again, but I think what I'm going to do is say... Thank you to Brittany for hey, coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, it was an honor. Time. I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to be around, guys. Yeah, Brittany's not dead, luckily. Yeah. Like, every- I know. Whenever you're recording. But I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. I'm crying. <laughs> Whenever you're recording, I will still randomly give my two cents and then Robert will yell at me because I'm nowhere near the mic and then I'm going to have to come over and repeat my joke and it's going to be this whole thing. Yeah, but sometimes you have such good thoughts that you should come and talk about them. Brittany, you're so smart and you you just think of things in such a smart way and such a humane way and I just, I love you and I love what you've contributed to, contributed to, contributed god why can't i say this you know what it's gonna it's i know what you mean emotions i just love you a lot i love you too thank you so much the end of an era it's true but the start of an even better one yeah stop yep. it was the end of a decade but the start of an age <laughs> okay i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my lose my everything i love you guys so much love you love to all love to all you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and you can follow me on twitter at britannia which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end but i wouldn't recommend it because i'm annoying no follow her please she's so no, smart she's so <laughs> casey where can we follow you you can follow me on twitter at casey watches tv i spell casey c-a-s-e-y which is different than um our next casey but that's okay yes. because different casey's are awesome and they make the world go round and you can follow uh me and my business at l f candle co uh pretty much everywhere that is lost and found candleco.com i make fandom inspired candles if you have a fandom and you want a candle i will make it for you thank you so much yay Woohoo! uh like we said you can follow at the aficionados all over the place our patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados join for our annual postcard and yeah <gasps> okay love you bye okay, love you bye, okay, love you, bye. We're approaching the house. Don't shoot us. This is the spoiler section for episode 317, Catch-22, featuring another Casey.
Okay, spoilers. Okay, so first of all, um, in spoilers, I grabbed this from Lostpedia. Like most things, it said another Catch-22 situation is found in the episode DOC, which is literally next episode. Sun is confronted with two possibilities. One, that her unborn child is fathered by Jay Lee before coming to the island, which would in turn ensure that she lived through the pregnancy. Or that the father is Jin, who she's grown to love all over again. But then the baby would have been conceived on the island, which means that uh, she and the baby both die. And so both situations have very damning consequences as well as silver linings, thus a catch-22. Wow. Literally and next episode. Amazing. They literally were like, if we name this episode catch-22, we should have another one. It's so smart though, because like that one like follows this one where it's like, okay, catch-22, but then this mm-hmm. one even mentioned like Campbell telling Desmond like, oh, you're one of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh, so true. Like falling on before, they keep kind of running through that. I love that. That is interesting. I'm just checking to see if I have any flashbacks for the love triangle storyline and I straight up don't. So is there anything for spoilers that you guys want to talk about there or can we move on to Desmond? Um, Nothing specific, just that like we talked about this at the very beginning but I love the whole like love square, love triangle, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it going on and I like, I love the way it ends up playing out in the end. I mean if we wanted to pair Kate and Juliet together, that would have been cool too. <laughs> Not bitter over it. Uh, just because like those four characters and their relationships to each other are so like fun and there's so much like importance and like energy behind like all of their relationships to each other and I just uh, I love them Mm -hmm. I mean I watched this episode and I'm like oh my god Sawyer kind of talked to Juliet like that's kind of what (laughs) happened yeah it was kind of there like like oh my gosh they're talking about like who's your favorite other like that's where that's the delusion that happens at this point Mm -hmm. but you know I, I'm patient. I think it's so funny <laughs> that like in the um in the commentary for episode 301 that Liz is just like, I don't know, Juliet, like Sawyer isn't Juliet's type. They wouldn't be together. It doesn't make sense. It's so funny. Sense. And it's like, oh, you don't know what Damon's literally ma- t- making notes right now like, oh, you <laughs> as you speak. Think so? Yeah. I love how Liz and Josh are so against it too. That's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things ever is they're like, this is bad. This shouldn't happen. And then everyone's like, oh my God, Sawyer and Juliet. So yeah, it worked out so well. It did. So in the Desmond storyline, I've just got a couple of spoilers here. I think that it, they are geniusly bringing up the wire in the sand again. Yeah. Before we really need to talk about it in, in the next few episodes. Because mm-hmm. it is so important. Yeah. And really the wire in the sand, like they could have entered the jungle anywhere. They were very smartly bringing up the wire again here with no consequences like no stakes that it had to be there specifically they were quite literally only bringing up the wire because they needed to remind us about it right amazing they're so good oh they're so good oh okay so my next thing is that we have this helicopter falling into the water so this is also from the freighter right so you know we have frank's helicopter were there originally two helicopters on the freighter i there would have had to been that's I a guess. Good question. I never like thought about yeah. it. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a parachutist, but like never registered. Like, oh, there's they, yeah. they had to come from something. And like <laughs> I was like, oh, that's too bad. But like obviously, yeah, no, there would have had to have been there. Yeah. And just like no. Because now I'm thinking like, were there two helipads? But I'm like, I feel like there was only one. So it was like one of them always supposed to be in the sky or something. Just the whole time. Uh, 
Yeah, I just like I'm not sure about the helicopter continuity now. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that might that could have been a mistake. Yeah. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll watch for it at the beginning of season four. I am so excited for a frick to come. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Love Lapidus. You know what? The amount of time that I can talk about Daniel Faraday, I'm happy. <laughs> That's such a fun group. The season yeah. four group is so much fun. So fun. So fun. They continue to bring in more and more groups of people. You're like, this is a deserted island. How do they keep every season bringing in more people? And it just keeps getting better. Like, yeah. it doesn't not make sense. You know what I mean? It always makes sense. Always people I love, too. Always so good. Yeah. Like, I've never not had them. Like, Desmond, thank you. Juliet, thank you. Like, they just. Ben, thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. everyone's so great. And it's like, you're not even like, oh, another new person. It's like, no, these are my new favorite characters. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so brilliant. And they're talking about how you can't eject from a helicopter. So maybe they jumped, which I believe is foreshadowing. Maybe if they didn't mean for it to be foreshadowing. Either way, it is foreshadowing to Sawyer jumping in the season four finale. <laughs> oh, break my heart. <laughs> but that's when Sawyer gets off of the helicopter and then immediately talks to Juliet and mm-hmm. um, hello. And then love for eternity. And nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> they fall in love in the end. Yeah. And that's it. Nothing bad happens. No, nothing bad happens. No. They're just happy. Um, on Lastpedia, it says, the Flash character not only has the ability to travel through time, but also to travel to alternate universes as well. It's true. <laughs> he do. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. I love all that Desmondy connection. And the fact that he's the one who kind of brings everyone together in the end in the yeah. alternate universe. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The happily ever after of it all. Oh, my God. One of the best episodes of the series. Yeah. Which is like more Desmond and Charlie stuff. And once again, they are <laughs> saving each other. Because Char- like we're talking mm-hmm. about how like, oh, Desmond's the one who like wakes up and helps everybody. Who wakes up Desmond? Mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> oh my God, you are so right. <laughs> So good. So lastly for the Desmond storyline that I had was that, you know, this is obviously Naomi and she is, I do believe, actively trying to fool everybody into thinking that it's Penny's boat, right? Yes. Because because how else would she have, she like, we're believing it because she has the Portuguese and the picture and she says Desmond, right? So I think that she's like actively trying to to trick them. Yeah. Did because these were Winmore's people. Did Winmore know how much Penny was looking for Desmond? Like, is that something he would have been like aware of in order to even have these people be like dead? Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just like, did he just assume or did he know? You know, like how much of it is his fun? And even in, in finding Desmond there. Yeah. yeah. How much of how much of her riches are still his? Because mm. it feels like she's like, oh, I don't want to. Like, hang out with my dad because I don't like him, right? But I'm like, well, where are you getting all of the money that you make? Because we never really hear, maybe we do, and I just am not remembering properly. But we never really hear about, like, what she does for work or anything. No, I can't Mm -hmm. think of any like job or anything like we ever heard her have i'm trying to think if like in flashes before your eyes she said like oh this is my flat and like maybe at that point she had mentioned a job or something but it really seems like she kind of just grabs her money based on her dad yeah good for her yeah yeah exactly i know i wish (laughs) i'd do it penny's living the life she just gets money she gets desmond like Mm -hmm. good for her i mean until you know things get bad for a while but she ends up okay she has a beautiful christmas tree like, she really does. And an adorable baby. Yes. Like, everything's great. Named Charlie, Char- which is, like, beautiful because you're like, oh, my gosh, it's named after Charlie who saved Desmond's life and, like, helped bring them together. But you're also just like, that's your dad's name. <laughs> sure is. It sure is. Yeah. Don't you hate that guy? <laughs> I remember people saying, too, they're like, oh, my gosh, she named him after her dad. I'm like, why is that your no. first thought? Like, it's yeah. 
obviously exactly. after Charlie. Like, or else they would have called him Charles. Right. But they don't. <laughs> no. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. <laughs> Good old Chuck. <laughs> like, that, it weirds me out to think that Charlie's name is probably actually Charles. Yeah. But he Charles never Pace. goes by it, so it's okay. They could have just named the baby Hieronymus and gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else for the uh, island storyline? Uh, I've got a couple of flashback things. I think that's it for island. I'm just, I'm so excited for the freighter crew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had, uh, so once again, Lostpedia pointed this out. In the lighthouse, uh, Campbell is listed as candidate 129. Mm. Whoa. However, Brother Campbell addresses Desmond as Brother Desmond. And we also hear about Brother Martin. So this suggests that Brother Campbell's first name and not last name is Campbell. So this is likely uh, not the same Campbell. Bummer. Also, there is no indication he has ever been to the island, unlike all of the other known candidates. As such, it is likely that this candidate is not this Campbell. And it's just a random person whose last name is Campbell. But he does have that connection to Eloise. Uh-huh. I was that's just thinking true. That. That's true. So who's to say? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Hmm. He's an other. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like that's how he knows Charles Widmore to come and buy all of his wine. Maybe. Oh. You now, that's guys. Interesting because... Wait a second here. Yeah. Could be onto something. Well, because I was thinking with the Eloise photo too, right? Like even to know her, yeah. like that's pretty because either there's some sort of history there, which being island related would make some sense or if it's yeah. just more of a desmond thing and she was kind of like hey let's be besties so i can make sure that you kind of are guided in the right, right. direction to sort of lead desmond in the right direction to make sure he does what he's supposed to do <laughs> eloise is like and then you do this and then i'll do this and then you do this and then he does that and then so you <laughs> i mean i don't know jacob or eloise really honestly eloise she did she put in the work yeah jacob just like went and touched someone like, all right. She's the one who knows what's going on in the flash sideways. Jacob isn't even there. No. Jacob, Jacob didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Jacob? He, bring, he brings all these people together only to just not be a part of the whole, yeah. like, end of it. Like any of it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, and that's, you know, I, I think that that's kind of, like, maybe a statement that they're making, too. That it's like, you know, this man is supposed to be, like, our god, but, like, what did he really do in the end? Right. Well, because he was kind of, I don't know, he was quite the flawed type of deity, in a way. Definitely. Like, if they're going to really look at him, it's like, oh, this is this is the guy that we look to on the island. Like, he, mm-hmm. he kind of wasn't very helpful. <laughs> Which is why oh, it's no. so cool with like MIB is supposed to be like dark, he's supposed to be the bad guy, and then in Across the Sea they show us that like who's really the bad guy here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting how they really they really blur those lines. You know, having said, oh, it's black and it's white, it's dark and it's light constantly mm-hmm. all throughout the whole show, and then being like, but both black and white are also gray. Right. Because that was like the whole like every character kind of has their own, you know, yeah. morality. Mm-hmm checks but those two especially like yeah. you're, you're so trained to be like oh jacob's the good guy and it's like not really like you kind of brought a bunch yeah. of people to die here for hundreds of years but sure <laughs> thanks jacob like not the most helpful all right anything else you guys that's all i've got yeah i think that's it lost is um the best show ever yeah. made <laughs> in conclusion lost rocks yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly if you're listening to this podcast i'm sure you freaking agree i would hope so if you've gotten this far in the podcast you're like like oh they're right (laughs) yeah and if you're just like hate listening then like get a life thanks for your listens and maybe watch it again yeah (laughs) watch it again correctly (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh casey with a k thank you once again for coming on casey with a c thank you you did a great job for your first episode as an official host thank you i was very nervous
<laughs> you did wonderful. Thank you. It calmed my nerves having another Casey in the uh, in the listening <laughs> speaking sphere. I understand. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming. So, like we said earlier, you can follow us on the various places. At the Aficionados is where you can follow the official Aficionados. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. Um, and that's about it. We will see you guys next time. So excited. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you two arguing over who's your favorite other? This is the spoiler section for episode 318, DOC featuring Josh. Welcome to the spoilers. There will wow. be a song that says that they're spoilers. Stop um, in the name of spoilers. So I just grabbed a couple of things off Lostpedia first, and then we'll go into our conversation. But it said on Lostpedia, this is the last episode that is centric solely to Sun. Sun will later have flashes only in multi-centric episodes or episodes shared with Jin. So this is the last fully Sun episode. Damn. Messed up. Um, and it's also the last episode to feature an off-island 815 survivor flashbacks typical to the first three seasons of the show. Typical flashbacks were set before the crash of Oceanic 815 and followed a single narrative instead of multiple largely unrelated events throughout a character's life, as is the case with Greatest Hits and Cabin Fever. So the brig is next episode and it takes place fully on island and then greatest hit. No, and then Man Behind the Curtain is next. That one takes place fully on island. Then Greatest Hits takes place off island but like it's just like random events in charlie's life rather than like a full narrative mm -hmm. and then past that it's all flash forwards or flash sideways except for in cabin fever in season four which is also kind of like greatest hits just kind of moving throughout Locke's life mm -hmm. wow so this is the last episode to have normal flash that's crazy this is really a turning point episode in a lot of yeah. ways yeah yeah it's super a turning point all right i'm gonna grab any spoilers that i have for the desmond storyline okay my first note uh for spoilers for the desmond storyline not charlie meeting the man who kills him <laughs> Okay, you had to do that. Looking him straight in the face and like Mikhail just antagonizes him so much. And I'm like, please, enough. This hurts my heart. And Charlie wanted to kill him so bad. So bad. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you had, hmm. I mean, Charlie, like Desmond says over and over again, Charlie would have found another way to die. So, yeah. right. <laughs> there's no escaping it. We see Mikhail knowing lots of languages here. Um, and that is brought back in the flash sideways in season six, where he is like a translator for Sun and Martin Keeney. Mm. Uh, in uh, the package, I think. Um, oh! like basically Keeney is like, give me a bunch of money. And then Sun goes to the bank. And then all of her money was taken out by her dad. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. We know that Naomi... Naomi's like, what? The plane was under in the ocean. Everybody's dead. But we know that she knows that's not true because she's working for Widmore and Widmore's the one who put that plane down there. We know that she knows that they know that we know. We know that she knows that we know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do you guys have anything else for Desmond? That's all I got. Um, Other than the fact that I'm so excited for the freighter people to show up in season four. I, yeah, I don't think so. I think all my thoughts are, yay, freighter. Yeah. yeah. The For the Sun storyline, I have like, Sun is like, oh, I cheated on my husband. And Juliet's like, oh, that's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Probably because she was actively dating Goodwin at this time. <laughs> and in season four, we learned that Goodwin was actively cheating on his wife, Harper, with Juliet. So Juliet's like, meh, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. yeah. 
That's all right. Sun uh, has her baby off island in season four and her name is Jiyun and she never meets her dad. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It makes me sad. So this is my other like big conversation that I wanted to have about Sun is that Juliet says that people are more fertile on the island. And so I'm like, so is the island trying to make more people pregnant to kill people? And so I'm like, first of all, how does Kate not get pregnant when she has her like pregnancy scare in season four? And then also this kind of goes into the theory that Juliet was pregnant in the season five finale. Which she was. She was. (laughs) Which Casey subscribes to. She was. Thank you. She was. And it makes me sad. Yeah. And then, okay, so Jacob says that candidates can't be mothers. Is he killing mothers on purpose? (sighs) Because he says to Kate, he's like, oh, Kate, I just like put a line, put your name, like I just crossed you out because you're a mom now and I wanted you to be able to hang out with your child. So like maybe not because he seems to like be pretty chill with moms. But like that's what makes me think is that like why is the son, why is the island making people moms if not to just kill them? I like if lost has any unanswered questions i feel like it's kind of this like i i have a kind of a half-baked thought on this that's probably wrong not only i'll I'll just say it because i don't know that i even fully agree with it but okay it's like being infertile in the way that Jin is can be seen as like because the island heals people Mm -hmm. it could be seen in that way in that like, oh, well, yeah. now you have more, you can produce more sperm. Right. Right. Something to be healed. That is, you, you're being fixed or healed, you know, quote unquote fixed. I don't want to say like, you know, but. Yeah, yeah. So that that was my take. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how much, re- like, I mean, I guess Juliet had three years to be able to research this sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. It's- Island magic. Yeah. Island magic. Island magic. And sometimes that's the answer. And it's allowed to be the answer because it's a magic island. It's most of the time the answer. Yes. Because they set it up to be the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. All right. Do you guys have anything else for spoilers? Just a couple things. I didn't have anything for the flashback since it's the last flashback that we see. No. I don't think so. All right. Well, once again, Josh, thanks for hanging out with us. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Um, If you guys want to follow Josh, you can check out the description. Uh, It'll be written in there. You can follow me at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow Casey. Casey watches TV. Check out her candles. You can follow us at The Aficionados all over the place. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. And that's all the stuff I have to say. Yay. Yay. Great job. (laughs) Thanks. Great work, everyone. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Mom? This is the spoiler section for episode 319, The Brig, featuring Isra. Yay! Okay, spoilers! Okay, so we're going to start with spoilers for the beach storyline. The first one I have is just Sawyer is the little spoon. And that's like, that was a huge deal in season five when we saw it with Juliet. But that wasn't even the first time that we'd seen it. I realized watching this episode. Man just loves to be the little spoon. We already knew that he was little spoon. I think everyone just loves Sawyer and Juliet so much that they're like, oh my God, Sawyer is the little spoon. This is revolutionary. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that I had for the beach storyline was that, um, Saeed can tell when someone is lying. 
And Naomi isn't necessarily lying about some things, but she is lying about other things. So like she knows about the plane wreckage as far as I understand, because she's working for Widmore. So yeah. Widmore's the one who put it in the ocean. So I think that she knows that the plane isn't real. And um, she definitely knew she was coming to this island. And also... And she's also not working for Penny. She's working for Yeah, herself. like not Penny's boat. Like Penny does not know about this boat. She doesn't know about yeah. Naomi. She has no... Yeah, this is not Penny's boat. <laughs> yeah, so there's some of the things that she's saying are true. But Saeed can see that she is lying. He just doesn't know what she's lying about exactly. Saeed is so smart. Like, yeah, just, I mean, if I was talking to Naomi, to, oh my God, if I was talking to Naomi, I would be like, uh, sure, I believe you. You're the first person who was not on this island who I've ever met, who I'm hearing from for the first time in so many days. Like, yeah. I have no reason not to believe you. But Saeed just knows, like, yeah. oh, he can just read people so well. Can I bring up, like, a random theory that I've had for a while? Yes, literally always. So, you know, like, in Flashes Before Your Eyes, Desmond, like, sees, like, all of those flashes. I just, I know maybe this is not the case, but also, like, I just will always believe this was the case. But, like, in the season finale of season two, like, him going and, like, seeing all of these flashes, I just always thought that that was genuinely, like, him going into the past and, like, slightly changing things. And so, like, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of season three, like, all of these people, they have haircuts and Nikki and Paolo show out of nowhere. And I'm like, this is (laughs) the thing. Desmond went into the past and now there's Nikki and Paolo. Oh my god. And Claire has bangs now. And so this is how this works. I don't know why I fixed on this theory. I'm obsessed with this theory. That's amazing. But I was like, this is why Claire can have a haircut. It's because Desmond turned the failsafe key. Desmond willed it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know they have scissors, but, like, who did your bang so expertly? Yeah, right? They, like, they look so great in the, like, the premiere of season three in the first couple yeah. episodes. I'm like, all of you got haircuts, and you all look fantastic, but I don't understand how this happened, because where is the hair salon? Yeah, it's definitely Desmond turning the, the like, override key. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, for sure. He did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So one of the other things I had was um, Saeed being like, no, none of these channels work. Like there must be interference or something. And that's like the whole thing is that the interference is coming from the looking glass and they need to turn it off before they can do any like talking. I bet nothing devastating will come from that. Yeah, probably not. Mm. But like I had mentioned, I think in Catch-22 that like they're showing us the um, like wire in the middle of the beach again for like no real reason other than to remind us that it's there so that it is important in the season finale which is really masterful and so this is also you know them planting these seeds so early before before the it's important in the finale yeah i mean this is like at least the the second time in the past couple episodes that they've yeah established hey there's there's a wire here we're not going to tell you much about it but you know Mm -hmm. just just think about it yeah the only other thing that i had for this storyline was just that like the thing that juliet wants to tell kate is just that she has already told jack about ben's whole plan and like what she's supposed to do and i'm not really sure why it's a secret only between the two of them and why jack hasn't told anybody about it i yeah i was honestly so confused i mean like yes i have seen this three times but i was honestly like what what do they have what are they hiding from her what do they have to yeah tell her? yeah it's literally just that juliet told 
Jack that she's supposed to like mark the tents of the pregnant women or whatever and that they're coming in three days so they need to be ready mm. and that's it they had to have told Rousseau though about something they had to yeah. have like talk to Rousseau though because of the dynamite stuff right yeah that's the reason that she's at the Black Rock getting dynamite is because of that Oh my god. I love Russo. The way she literally just shows up out of nowhere, says, I'm here for dynamite, grabs the dynamite and leaves. (laughs) And that's it. It's like such a good, great cliffhanger because you're like, what is she gonna blow up? I really want to (laughs) know. Like, I'm I'm sorry, you described dynamite? Yeah, and you find out in like two episodes, so you don't even have to wait that long. Nice. Amazing. So into the flashes, Ben is like, you're the one who brought him here in the magic box. And I was like, does Ben really believe that? But I don't think so. They Like the others brought him here, right? Yeah. I think he thinks, well, I think he thinks Jacob brought him there. Oh, so who was the guy who smiled? I wonder if Jacob was the guy who smiled at him then, like in the ambulance. I mean, that's what I was thinking this I think that's what I was initially thinking. Interesting. Okay. It could be Jacob. It could be Abaddon. It could be like Mr. Friendly's off the island at some point, like recently. Yes. Like, what is that episode? Meet Kevin Johnson. Like you see Mr. Friendly. True. True. Yeah. I don't know if Jacob like physically brought him. I mean, I feel like it was his plan. Yeah. Yeah. His doing. I think that for Friendly's storyline, Meet Kevin Johnson takes place before like all of the stuff that happens in season three okay because i'm pretty sure because um well mr friendly dies at the end of season three Mm. and and michael has to he has to go talk to michael and then michael has to decide to get on the freighter and then he has to go on the huge voyage right so i think that in between see like sometime within season oh wait i guess it was at the beginning of season when the heck did friendly go i know friendly's like out here because michael left at the end of season two friendly's like out here on vacation maybe this is friendly's vacation time and he's just like hanging out with his boyfriend i don't know yeah yeah because because how long was michael there before he had gotten to the point where he was like almost going to like shoot himself because that's when friendly shows up okay we're gonna have to i'll I'll look that up later but how long has michael been gone well he's only been gone like a month like just the timeline is very short i am confused yeah he's on that freighter he's on that freighter when they leave so yeah Maybe maybe he gets on at a port or something. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to watch for that. I I that is right because I remember friendly giving him a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think. I think yeah. maybe. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun because then like Lapidus and Miles are both on the boat already. And like, so is Naomi, even though like she's already died in like a previous episode. And like he walks on and like meets Miles and Lapidus and you're like, you guys are all my friends, but separately. (laughs) And now you guys are meeting. (laughs) Cute. So uh, when Ben says, oh, we're like going to an old place, I believe they're heading to the temple. Yeah. Oh, I think we sort of alluded to this already, but like Ben being like, you have to murder your father because your old self that has trauma from him will never be free until you kill him. And it's because Ben is speaking from experience because he murdered his own father because of his trauma. And then he, and then he felt free, I guess. Ayo. Yeah. Because he's a crazy person who's willing to murder people though. Yeah. I like something like, good God, Ben is so, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ben is so much. <laughs> Summary of lost. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ben so much, correct. Ben so much. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Or it just Ben is so much? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just think that, like, yeah, Ben is clearly taking out his daddy issues on Locke right now. Yeah. I have a note about Richard being a liar. Ooh, say that. Yeah, go on. Because I'm like, sir, like, he goes up to Locke and Locke is like, why are you talking to me? And then Richard is like, because you're so special because plain and you are no longer your back is no longer broken and you can walk around and i'm like sir you've known Locke for like years and you've met yeah. up with him like that's not why <laughs> yeah for sure like richard first met Locke in the 50s and he looked exactly the way he does now and richard's like oh weird i thought that was my thing it's like looking the same all the time but okay Mm. i know that they didn't know that's like two seasons away so like the writers didn't know that yet probably not but i'm just gonna pretend that richard like understands time travel and you know is like that would be weird if i brought that up now (laughs) (laughs) i saw you do you remember when i came in to see you as a child and asked you to choose between a bunch of objects and then you got it wrong (laughs) when i left remember when i was there at your birth that was such a weird plot point because i'm like is this like that's like Also, like, to bring up Avatar again, because that is my version of my, like, I watch Avatar The Last Airbender, like, Robin watches Lost. Like, maybe, like, slightly less than, but, like... (laughs) It's it's a similar intensity and number of times of watching. That's amazing. Yeah. So like part of the like Avatar in Avatar The Last Airbender, part of how the airbenders know the next Avatar is they bring up like a bunch of like toys. And I know that's like from that's how they choose the next Dalai Lama, I think. Oh, okay. In like real life. So I'm like, this Uh is like an interesting plot point that I'm like, what is this like weird religious thing that you're bringing up? But you have no context for. Yeah. Because like the goal is like, you've had these items in a past life and so pick which items are yours gotcha oh oh i don't even remember which one Locke chooses yeah i don't remember i think he chooses something he wanted not something he had and then richard gets mad had yeah yeah i'm just like i remember as an audience member watching it and being like oh good he chose the right one and then it ends up not being true you know? Mm-hmm. But I remember like the writing being like the thing he chose in my opinion was like, oh, I think that is the thing that I would have chosen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if I was Locke, I don't know. The only other thing that I had for that scene was just that Richard's like, man, no matter how much time you spend on this island, it never stops being beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, how much time have you spent, bud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much time? How long have you been here? I do. Yeah. Like, do you know the answer to that question? <laughs> so long. Uh, Well, he said uh mid 1900 so uh hundreds years if not just if not like 150 dang like that's that's so long i can because i think he was already in his 30s when he came onto the island richard alpert lost uh lostpedia thank you to the creators and community at lostpedia you do Brittany says richard alpert is a dill <laughs> Um, his birth is between 1827-1837, age between 170 and 180. Wow. And then I think he was already like 30-ish, maybe more. So my guess is that he's about 140 years old. Or he's been on the island for about 140 years. That oh boy. Is so, maybe that's why he's so chill. Because he's like, <laughs> I've seen you all and I've seen a lot of you die. And so 
I'm not getting attached. Yeah. yeah. Nothing can phase me anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to move on to the present now unless someone has something else for the flashes. Oh, uh, the only other thing is like Locke, I think, is more likely to follow Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Than Rose is. Which is why it sucks that he dies before he gets to like meet him or have anything to do with him, really. Other than like going into the cabin and, th- and him being like, help me. Yeah. Like, what are you even in help for? Is that Jacob? I've always wondered. I don't know. I think it was probably MIB. Mm. But I need to rewatch it to like see exactly what all of the like clues are, you know? Mm. Um, okay, so for the present storyline, uh, yeah, so uh, Locke is like, it's a slaving ship, mid-19th century. Um, it is confirmed in Abiturno to have crashed on the island in 1867, so that's correct. And Richard is, of course, the one who's brought here in the Black Rock, uh, which is another one of the best twists and character connections ever. Oh my god, absolutely insane. It's, like, so good. Like, I don't think I ever expected to get a flashback to the Black Rock. Me neither. And they gave it to me. Nope. They're like, there are unanswered questions. There's a pirate ship in the middle of the of the jungle. And I was like, yeah, that's just a weird magic island thing. No, they tell us. Nope. They yeah. tell us about it. They tell us about it. And it's one of the characters that we already love. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. That's yeah. so insane. Uh, Rousseau is getting dynamite for her plan with Jack. So she's doing that for him. Oh, I have a question. Sure. Is that, did that like crash into the, the statue, like fertility yes. statue? Okay. I was like, I had yeah. this in my memory, but I'm like, did that happen? Yeah. We see that, that in the season five finale. Yeah. Okay. And that's how, so that's how that broke and also how it got to the middle of the ocean or how it got to the middle of the jungle. Cause it was like on such a big wave. Dang. Amazing. Yeah. There's dynamite in the Black Rock. And just like in season six, Jacob won't let two candidates die here. So mm-hmm. even though like they're, you know, he can't, you know, if, even if he shot a gun in here, then like all the dynamite would go off or like Locke has his fire at the beginning of it, which is just straight up stupid of him to do. Jacob will not let candidates die like that. Mm-hmm. Just like for stupid reasons. Yeah, no. We also talk about like the island being hell and how they're all dead the whole time. And Richard thinks this when in Abiturno, but it also really messed up a lot of theories and really like fed into the they were dead the whole time thing. And mm-hmm. that's annoying. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I talked to yeah. someone the other day that was like, they weren't dead. And I was like, no, no. did you watch the finale? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, but like they went through that door and I'm like, no. No, no, the like sideways, yes, they were all dead. On the island, they were not all dead. And they were like, Yeah, pay attention. (laughs) Yeah, literally just pay attention. That's all it takes. I like, are there like more like really violent bits in this show? Like, because the last couple episodes would be like a little bit, a little bit much. Yeah, next episode, Ben kills his dad in a really violent way. So, no. And then we get greatest hits. I think greatest hits will be okay. Okay. Because I'm like, I for- sometimes I forget, and maybe a little bit I block it out, but some, like, yeah. la- what was it, Charlie? And then, I can't remember what it was the last episode, but, like, t- so much. It's <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. Well, like, freaking Naomi, last episode, got, like, her lung... Oh, jeepers. ...fixed, and then, like, the one before that... That was the oh, arrow. Oh, the arrow in the neck, yeah, yeah, yikes. No, that's... You're right. And then, like, even before that, Mikhail gets shocked and... They're uh, really going for gore this yeah. season. Just, like, yeah. not super are. I'm, like, not super into, like, gory stuff. But, like, this this season, I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is an acceptable level of, like, this kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's all I got. 
I think that's all I got too. Same. All right. Once again, Isra, thank you so much for joining us. Yay. Yay. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. I was so excited <laughs> to come on this week. <laughs> oh my God. You're amazing. Like, and you have so many good thoughts. Yeah. It's such a good app. Yeah. You sent me like an email like on Sunday and I was like, I can't respond because I don't know how to respond in a way that's like not just excited noises. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Well, we're we're recording this one pretty significantly in advance. And so the episode before Isra's hasn't come out yet. And so I decided I had it edited. So I just sent it to her because I knew that she like actively listened every episode and it would probably mess her up if she like had to skip one. It was very nice. Because <laughs> I know that would, that would annoy me. It would annoy me if, it, if, but now you don't get new episodes for such a long time. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> but now I have it so I could listen to it anytime I want. That's true. It's very That's nice. True. So yes, Isra, thank you for coming on. If you guys want to follow Isra, check out her information in the description. My Twitter and Casey's Twitter and all of our stuff is also in the description. At The Aficionados is where you can follow us all over the place. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. You should join it for a myriad of reasons. And I think that's going to be it. We will talk to you guys next episode. Yay! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Friends of yours. Thank you so much for listening to our spoiler sections. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Thank you to the creators and community of Lostpedia, of course. Our spoiler song was composed and produced by Francis Neves. Stay tuned for more spoiler sections coming to you every Friday in October. While you're waiting for season four, we've got some other podcasts. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We did seasons four to seven as they were airing, and we're going back to do seasons one to three. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. We have coverage of all six seasons so far. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. We have coverage of the first three seasons and season four is coming in 2023. You can follow at the aficionados all over the place. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. You can follow Brittany on Twitter at Britannia with an underscore at the end. You can follow Casey on Twitter at Casey Watches TV. All of our guests' socials will be included in the description. And if you like what we do here, please consider donating at our Patreon, patreon.com slash the aficionados. We appreciate you guys all so much. Okay, love you. Bye.